home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. Let's say you make it to the top. What's next? Relish in the glory of your accomplishments? Okay, sure, for a minute. But then you move forward. Take the 2021 Escalade. Cadillac's newest arrival is more than just a celebration of iconic luxury. It's the most technologically advanced Escalade ever. Because arriving is just the beginning. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Ziggler, are you going to be eating any hot dogs? No, no hot dogs. No hot dogs. Um, not a hot dog guy, huh? Nah. Why, why aren't you going to be eating any hot dogs, Dolph? No, no hot dogs. Well, there you have it. We are going, well, we might be going to something tonight. I'm not sure. I just texted my sister. I couldn't remember if it was tonight or tomorrow. So I might be going to a little backyard fireworks show tonight. Backyard fireworks. Oh yeah, a couple people threw in for for the big batch. Actually, they're selling them in Peoria now. Excuse me. Yeah, people tell me you can go to like Farmington Road and get them. That's, that's gotta be uh, a little a little shady. I don't know. Somebody told me, and I don't know if it's true, but they told me that we can, and you can sell them in Illinois now. You just can't use them. So once pot's legalized, all the rules in Illinois just go out the window. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's a free-for-all. Smoke your dope and light off your fireworks. Yep. (laughs) So yeah, that might be tonight, and then tomorrow, uh, we're going to the downtown Peoria one. Ooh. The Red, White, and Boom. One of the best in the nation. Underrated. The best fireworks show in the in the Midwest, I think, is how they brand that one. I uh, saw a commercial during a Rockies game advertising how great their fireworks were, saying the best firework experience of your life. I'm like, motherfucker, 
I've been born and raised in Peoria, Illinois. Don't tell me your dry-ass Colorado fireworks are going to be any better. Yeah. I thought they didn't do them in Colorado. Normally they don't. I mean, normally it's dry as hell, and, like, statewide they're just paranoid about wildfires and shit. I mean, at Coors Field, it's, like, in the city, so. The Coors, is, the Coors is flowing so heavy that there's no, yeah. there's no worries. Yeah. Yeah, the, the lead firework guy definitely has a Coors in his hand while he's lighting that shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, but honestly, if you've seen one firework, have you seen them all? No, I, I, well, after Peoria, I think so, but you can't sleep on Peoria. Like, I've seen a firework show out here. They're not good. Really? Yeah. I thought it was like, uh, you see a firework, you know, you've seen the show... They put it to, you know, traditional American music, and then at the end it goes boom, 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 bang, 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 boom, 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 bang, 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 boom, 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 bang. Yeah, it gets really going, and then, uh, you know, you know what to expect there. I mean, yeah, you're going to have the same type of ebbs and flow in most fireworks shows, but, I mean, between Glen Oak and downtown, you can't beat that combo. That's true. Yeah, Glen Oak is tonight. That, that's the one with the actual band. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to remember last night the name of that band that always plays it. Uh, is it the Peoria Symphony, or do you know? I think it is the Peoria Symphony. I can check I can, this. I didn't know if I was just making that name up and the Peoria Symphony doesn't even exist. No, it definitely exists. I, I can figure this out. But yeah, the Glen Oak one's a whole other experience. Yeah. That is a whole a whole nother one. Uh, that one's like you, you walk through clouds of blunt smoke and you really get the Peoria vibes if you go to the Glen Oak one. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Let's see here. Oh nope, we were wrong, Jeff. Then stick around for the Peoria Municipal Band. Oh, uh, okay. But I don't I don't know, man. Was I think it used to be called the Peoria Symphony. I don't recall the Peoria Municipal Band. That doesn't sound flashy. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm gonna get, let's let's stick with the Peoria Symphony. Yeah. So yeah, that one's going on tonight. But like I said, if we do anything, it'll probably be the backyard celebration. But we're getting a little rain, so I don't know. I mean, it's gonna go down no matter what. But it looks like yeah. it stopped raining now. That's good. Yeah, I'm heading to, uh, after we do this, I'm heading to a uh, Buddy Adams show. Oh, yeah? I mean, a uh, pretty, pretty big gig, apparently. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm basing that off the ticket price. I've never been to this venue. It's up in North Denver. So, this is the Adam that I know, right? Yeah. And how much is this ticket? Uh, tonight the tickets are going for 26 Did you have to buy one? Adam said he's going to split one with me. I don't know why he can't just get me on a list of some sort, but... Yeah, what so the I, fuck? I get one for 13. Just say I'm on the list. Yeah. Fucking, that's so dumb. Check it again! Yeah. Man, he can't even get you in for free. And some of these venues they play, they're big-timers. He's big-timing you, man. Yep. He's not even putting you on the list. What's uh, what's the venue called? 
think it's called Globe Hall. Something around that. I've never heard of it, and that is not my neck, my uh, area of town. It's not your neck of the woods? Nope. Here's what's happening in your neck of the woods. Yeah. Gary Moore? No, I thought that was Roker. Oh, no, that is Roker. Yeah, he is. Gary uh... Moore was, have a good morning, and a good day. <laughs> That was perfect. You you might even you could even stretch it a little longer. Honestly, some days he'd just leave you hanging. Well, there's always that uh that, the news jingle in the background, so you had to wait for the fanfare to end. Yeah, I mean, if you held your breath from the time he, Gary Moore said "Have a good morning" to when he said "Have and a good day," you could possibly die. Yeah. He retired, well, man. We'll wait with bated breath. He's retired. Is he now? Yep, no more more. So who's telling me to have a good morning and a good day? I have no idea. Some jack-offs? Probably. Well, Jeff, um, we should probably get into some wrestling because uh, we don't have a lot of time tonight. Probably have to make a short one. We're recording this on Wednesday, uh, July 3rd, instead of Thursday because we figure people will be busy. With the 4th of July goodies. Oh yeah. And it turns out I have no plans yet. <laughs> well, have yourself a hot dog. No, no hot dogs. Oh, fuck. Well, Dolph says no hot dogs. Um, today, or this week was the first week of the Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff scenario, I'm assuming. It, it seemed to be that way. Yeah, you could you could feel it, right? Oh yeah, I felt it. So Raw starts out with this uh, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley falls count anywhere match, and they pretty much this felt pretty old school. It has a big moment where Braun, what do you would you consider that a little tackle? Shoulder tackle, yeah. A little shoulder tackle through the uh, LED stage lights into the. What, what were they calling that? Do you remember? I don't know if they had an actual term for it. <laughs> the the electron the electronic hub. Yeah. <laughs> the electronic hub of Monday Night Raw and all these fireworks are going off and it was kind of like a Fourth of July celebration, I think. Oh yeah. But um, I I did like how they did this big spot, and then um, they really sat on it. You know what I mean? It felt old school. Normally, like recently when Braun's been doing his big spots, they just do it and then they move on. And They really sat on this one. Like They talked about it for a long time and then they came back from commercial and talked about it again. And then they went to another commercial. Uh, it didn't rush through it at all, you know? No, they, they milked it for sure. And then kept talking about it throughout the show. Like, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to get you updates on Lashley and... Uh, on bronze status, but now, what'd you think of this? I, I liked it because it's unexpected. Like first off, you're just having Braun and Lashley out the bat. Like that's fucking weird, and then they're immediately just going, go, <clears throat> excuse me, going wild, doing shoulder tackles all over the place, getting in the crowd. 
And I wasn't even expecting it, man. I was looking down at my iPad doing some shit. And all of a sudden, I just hear... <laughs> people going <laughs> ape shit. Yeah, and the rest of the match was pretty good, too. Uh, yeah, they, like I say, they, they traveled. Yeah. Yeah, I think it immediately I thought, like... Oh, and did, when Raw started, did it show, like, a tiny second of the Street Profits in the back? Or was I tripping? Well, like, uh, we had several Street Profits throughout the night. No, but I mean, like, I definitely wasn't tripping, but, like, was it a Hulu mistake or something or a glitch? But, like, right when I turned on Raw, it just cut to the Street Profits for, like, a millisecond. I was like, wait, who was that? <laughs> like, they didn't talk or anything. It was, like, a sneak peek. Did you see that, or is that uh, like a glitch? No, I, di- I didn't catch that. Okay. It could be a Hulu flub. It was probably a flub. So yeah, the Braun and Lashley uh, part of the night was pretty cool. I like that a lot. They ended up both going out in ambulances. Um, and then we got an update from Lashley on SmackDown that we'll get to. Did we ever hear from Braun, or is he still dead? Bron's dead. Okay, still taking a meat nap. Yeah, I mean he's he's been in a he's been in a dumpster before, so. Oh yeah, he's been he's been ground to pieces in the back of a garbage truck. Yeah. And he's fine. Not scratch on him, so yeah, he can get through this. Um, couple of other things from this, uh. I don't know if the injury, like the injuries in the ambulances, were warranted. Like, if anything, like I, I would, I would assume they, like, if I'm not living that kayfabe lifestyle, I assume they just have like minor burns, at, at most. Am yeah. I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Yeah, they they acted like. Like at least they they should have made somebody look like they got electrocuted. Like they should have gone all out. Yeah. It would have been hilarious. Like, black fingernails and their hair stands. Like, none of them have <laughs> hair. Well, no, Braun has some hair. You could have done it with Braun. Yeah, yeah. Should have gave him black fingernails, hair sticking straight up, black circles around the eyes. Like, it just fried him. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. I mean, you could tell that, like, I don't know. I mean, like, like you said, they, they milked this. So, I appreciate them, like, taking some time and highlighting it a little more but like the ambulances and then everyone like oh i'm wishing bobby and Braun the best like throughout the night i'm like oh, really yeah yeah they were taking it super serious maybe they, they should added a cup like a serious boom like vince spend some of that pyro money and give us one big banger yeah instead of a lot of uh bottle rockets yeah but still, no, it's good. yeah, it felt it. it, it this <clears throat> this whole raw has some Heyman in it for sure. Yeah, just starting out with kind of like a hardcore match that was pretty cool to me. Yeah, it definitely heightened this uh, this feud. I'm getting more into this feud. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, there's a New Day versus Viking Raiders match, which was okay. Uh, I guess I'm not as high on the Viking Raiders as some people are. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. 
they're, they're a little too uh, gimmicky. Like, I know heavy machinery can be thought of as that, but, like, got two big boys on each of the brands now, and heavy machinery has the edge over Viking Raiders. Yeah. I agree for sure. I'm a heavy machinery man. Like, Viking Raiders are a step away from being a Wyatt clan, if they're not careful with their unshaved backs. <laughs> It's true, they got some carpets back there. Some, some Robin Williams style. I mean, I still dig their matches. Yeah, no, th- yeah, this match was decent. It started out with just the Viking Raiders versus, what, uh, Big E and Xavier, right? Yep. And then uh, Samoa Joe comes out and attacks, and then Kofi comes out to defend, and the match is restarted. Dur- and had a commercial break. Oh, I, I really kept my kept my eyes open for how Vince was going to do this strategy this week, and it's kind of pissing me off already. Oh, it's definitely pissing me off. But he snuck. He he did. He used this little tactic right here to get a commercial in. Like when they, you know, he took a commercial break and then they restarted as a six man tag. Yeah. Which okay, Vince, I see ya. And then they talk about they talk about the electric uh, hub melee again. They talk about it all night, really, which is kind of cool. I like when they do. It's an old school to give us something at the top, and then we follow follow it the whole night. You know. That that's that's what I was gonna say that I liked about this raw is you had several story arcs throughout the night that I kept checking in with. Yeah. So I think I think this was a good one. Uh, Samoa Joe wins over Kofi. In the end of this one, and there's no way that Samojo was legal. You know what I mean? The announcer said he was. But did you check? No. I didn't check. <laughs> I didn't check either. But I was. I just. That's how confident I was. I was like, "What? He just came out of nowhere." <laughs> but that's wrestling. Yep. Doesn't matter who's legal. Uh, one of the stu- one of the stories that you're talking about is the Good Brothers, right? Yeah, Good Brothers and AJ. Yeah, this one they they pull back to all night. That was cool too. So, what was the first part of it? Uh, the first part had another little bit of old school wrestling in it. A little another another kiss from Heyman in this one. It had a. Uh, it was like Good Brothers and AJ backstage. Carl Ander- Carl Anderson bets AJ that he can't beat Ricochet, basically. Um, and he puts his hot Asian wife on the line as the prize. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was crazy old school. So, hear that 29 take completely out of nowhere? Yeah. It's like, what's the prize? My hot Asian wife. Like, what? Yeah. It was it was shocking. So that's the bet. Um, like what was it? Was that mean for? Yeah. What does like that se- mean? Se- sexual curry or? Yeah. Like is that a lifetime wife swap? I don't know. <laughs> it sounded like a nineteen ninety nine uh, sexual rendezvous to me. <laughs> that that's why I was thinking. <laughs> it was pretty wild. So, we'll just follow this one all the way through. So, the Good Brothers, later in the night, the Good Brothers intimidate Ricochet. And they kind of, they change AJ's word to 
to pit the two against each other. You know, they say, you know, AJ thinks that you can't beat him. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Ricochet says he can. And then they go back to AJ and do the same thing. He says Ricochet talked a bunch of shit about you. Blah, blah, blah. He said Ricochet. Ricochet said that he could beat you with his eyes closed. And um, AJ confronts Ricochet and they both slap each other. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, they both slap each other. And good slaps. Good hard slaps. Yeah. Really, a nice clap into the slap. And then they kind of book the match later. Uh, AJ versus Ricochet again. But I, I was confused at that point if the title was on the line or not. And it turned out it was, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, last week it wasn't. This week it was. So that was that one. And then later on, we're, that's that's your main event, right? Yep. Yep. So that was a good one. Uh, I think we got to talk about the Street Profits. I thought they were pretty entertaining. Oh, yeah. Um, well, they, when they start, they, they made several references to the Attitude Era. The first one was a rock reference. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, when he started doing the finally. Yeah. That was uh, cool. Yeah, and Buddy's like, no, no, no. Do you know their names? Uh, I don't. I don't either. But, I mean, are they on Raw now, or is that just a little little teaser, or what, what's going on? Because they're still NXT champs. Yeah. But I, I dig their style. I do, too. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Heyman's a tag team guy. I don't know that he is, but maybe he thinks they need a little more juice in the tag team division. That's something we've been talking about, so maybe Heyman listens to the podcast. You never know. You never know. But yeah, they I thought they were super entertaining. How many callbacks to them do we get? Probably two or three? Yeah. Uh, I can't find it, the other callbacks on here, but I want, yeah, I want to say there's three at least. There was, one, there was one with Paul Heyman, and I meant to ask you... Is that Paul Heyman's only appearance on the show? Yeah, and he, he is not uh, actively telling us that he's in charge or anything. Yeah. We, he's just still Paul Heyman, the advocate for the Bork Lasers. Yeah, but he did kind of infer that he was doing something. Did he? I just I, I knew he got quite the pop when he first uh, was shown on screen. Yeah, well, he got a thank you, Heyman chant during the first segment. Oh, nice. But um, anyway, yeah, he did mention, which he never really does, so I thought there was something to it, that he was very busy. Very busy man tonight. Oh. You know. Yeah. So maybe he, maybe they, I don't know. Because WWE posted something that made you think that Bischoff and uh, Paul were going to be on screen. But didn't happen this week, so I guess we don't know yet. What would you prefer? Um, I think as much as I would like to see them on screen in their old characters, I think it'd be better, especially with Bischoff, to not be on screen. Like Heyman can still do his Paul, Le- uh, his Brock Lesnar thing. Yeah. I agree. But, uh, 
Maybe. Yeah, if they come out and start being the boss, and they have a chance to be corrupt by some jackass like Daniel Bryan or something. Yeah. <laughs> and we, 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 we don't need another corporation on the heels of what Shane and Steph and Triple H have done for the past five to ten years. Yeah, that's true. I think they should roll like this for a while until it's needed. Yeah. If something happens where you need to do it, you could do it. Especially, like you said, especially with Heyman. He's been in the business, like, he's been working steadily throughout everything. Yeah. So he can get on screen, no problem. And, yeah, they're still treating Shane as if he's a figurehead, kayfabe style. Yeah, that's another good point. Um, another segment I thought that was interesting was the Mike and Maria Kanellis in, uh, segment. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, stemming from, uh... Becky and Seth. Yeah. yeah. Losing momentum, just just leaking it. They got a leak. They're leaking like a sieve, Jeff. It's terrible. The interview that that Seth and Becky did backstage is a little too cutesy for me. Oh, my my God, dude. When, uh, what was the question that they said about Seth? That they asked Becky, and she just went, Yeah, she went so heavy-handed, I thought she was beatboxing. Yeah, just like, God damn, shut up. I thought you were the man, now you're acting... Like a wife. Yeah. Like what? Now you're acting like a housewife? No! No, Becky! (laughs) No! (laughs) Yeah, you got little cutesy hubby and wife there. Just bickering and, oh God, disgusting. Jim and Pam-ish. Yeah, I'm not here for Jim and Pam, Jeff. Put the Boom DDT podcast down as not down for Jim and Pam and WWE. <laughs> not down. So, yeah, like like you said, who pops in to save the day and relieve me from this terrible Jim-Pam interview? But Maria fucking Canellis, where you been? Yep. Well, she's been on 205 Live, but... Oh, uh, okay. I've all, we've always rooted for Maria due to her, oh, yeah. her hometown uh, affiliate. Yeah, Ottawa's own. So, but in all in all honesty, she's she's okay, you know. No, but, she, she was never great in ring. She, no. She won the Diva Contest in 2005 for being young and hot. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about the in-ring. Like, even the mic works a little shaky. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> I, the Boom DDT podcast still roots for Maria. Yep. So, uh, she basically just says, like, she calls them out and said they're, you know, they're the OGs of this wrestler couple shit. And, uh, who, said, who said that uh, Becky and Seth was the first couple? Yeah, some whoever told you that was your enemy, some yeah. idiot, some fucking idiot. Because people have been dating <laughs> and wrestling for years. Seriously. On screen, kayfabe and non kayfabe. Yep. Just as much of both. So, so uh, Maria's like, I just pushed an eight pound baby out of my uterus. Where's my award? Where's my title? Yeah, she's going full mom. Yep. It's just a weird angle. 
it's a weird angle, but it felt it it did feel I thought it was another kiss from Heyman. Well, once we get into the match, that was a full fucking yeah. heck from Heyman. Yeah. So it ends up, so basically she challenges them, ends up being Mike and Maria Canellis versus uh, Becky and Seth. I think her direct quote was, how about you and your bitch versus me and mine? Good point, because bitch is back in the Heyman Bischoff era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, quick side note. We also got a holy shit. Did you hear that? Yeah, from Corey. I, I've never heard an announcer say shit before, like, purposely. Yeah, and it was just holy shit. <laughs> yeah, this is back during the Braun Lashley fireworks, but yeah, that was the first thing you heard afterwards. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just getting a little naughtier. Yeah, well, the reports were always... And, you know, reputable reports were always that Fox wanted an edgier product. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah, and Fox is moving in, I don't know, October or something. I don't know when. So, that could be part of it, for sure. This These hirings. But anyway, we get to the Mike and Maria versus Becky and Seth. And uh, blah, blah, blah happens. Maria gets tagged in. And all of a sudden, like I said, mic work was a little shaky. The presentation was a little off. But basically, yeah. <laughs> basically, first, she's, you know, Becky's coming to get her. And she's, no, 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 hands up in the air. I can't wrestle. I'm pregnant. She announces that she's pregnant with the mic during a match. And then, then she. Yeah, Becky's just kind of like, what the fuck? And it's like, all right. Yeah, so the, basically the match just dies there, right? Uh, well, it, put, it got put on hold. So, w- at what point did she start belittling Mike? <laughs> I'm trying to remember this. So she announces she's pregnant. And then she grabs the mic and announces it for the audience. Like, because at first it was just her and Becky on the side of the ring. She's like, no, no, I'm pregnant. And the camera could pick it up and you could read her lips and shit. But then she got to the mic and said that shit. And then um, I think Mike was just like, how? Like, how could you be pregnant? And Maria just comes back. She's like, well, it's definitely not by you. You're not enough of a man to get me pregnant. Yeah. So and at that point. Becky and Seth should have been disqualified because Becky puts her puts Mike in an arm bar and makes it uh makes him tap out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember the finish. Okay, yep, I remember. Which it's mixed tag. If men can't fight women, women can't fight men. Let's not forget that rule. Seth, you fucked up, buddy. Unless it's intergender wrestling. Yeah. If it's intergender which then all rules are out the window. Which happened in Bartonville, Illinois, this past Saturday. Really? Yeah. Which we'll get through all, and then I'll give you an update on that. All right. Um. But yeah, so she just keeps belittling Mike. Like I guess that's the. Has that always been their character? No, they used to just be sappy lovers. That's what I thought. But I did think it was always interesting that he took her name. So I think it was always kind of in the story a little bit. 
Like she's the boss, you know? I guess. And they really, like, they ranked... built that point this week. Oh, they revved it up for sure. I mean, she went wild. Yeah. She just, and she eventually said, uh, <laughs> a Becky Lynch, I should have Becky Lynch impregnate me. <laughs> and, Baby. Uh, yeah, exactly. I saw a meme and it just had that quote and it had JR with the classic two thumbs up. <laughs> with the cowboy hat on. <laughs> so, so it got real wild. And then on social media, she posts that she posts her pregnancy test. Oh, Maria did? Yeah, so I'm assuming that she's legit pregnant again. And they just gonna work it into the storyline. Unless she's going wild with the kayfabe, and this is a fake pregnancy. We'll see. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step out and uh, say it's a real Prager's. Me too. Because they just had a kid, and, you know, most people don't have just one. Do you know the lyrics of that song? Because I know how the tune goes. I want to sing it, but I don't know the lyrics. What song? Maria, Maria Mike's uh, entrance. It's, it's like some 80s shred guitar, some slow rock. I don't know. I don't know. She's driving crazy, crazy. Pipes are a little rusty. That's all right. I can find it. Has, it's been the same one for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah, as soon as they came out for that match, I'm like, oh yeah, that's the Maria. That's the Maria shit I know from 2014, 2015. Well, while, while I find this, what else do you got from Raw? <laughs> so we have one more story arc. Okay. And that's been the classic story arc of the 24-7 title. But this oh. is more of the story arc of uh, Drake Maverick's night on Raw. Yeah, were you able to catch any of this? Or was this not on the Hulu cut? No, not on the Hulu cut. Look, make a wish. Oh, sure. Oop. Home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous. Up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Make a wish. Hold on, here comes Maria. Oh, we got an ad. But no, I didn't see the... There was no on the Hulu Cup, but I don't think he has the title anymore, so I'm assuming Drake got it back. Drake has the title? Here we go. Is this it?
sunny, hot afternoon through the corn, too. Yeah, love the back roads. Burning up in yo love, yo love. God, take me back to the eighties, sweet Jesus. Yeah. So tell us about tell us about that twenty four seven title. So this is a story arc we get like at least three appearances of throughout the night. Um, we first see uh, Drake backstage coming in with uh, his wife, his newlywed wife. Apparently still on their honeymoon. Two weeks later. Dang, bruh. Because she's blindfolded, and then he moves the blindfold, and even though they're backstage just in an arena, she's like, you brought me to Raw for our honeymoon? (laughs) Yeah, they're portraying her as such a bitch for this storyline. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she's disgusted by it. And she she basically gives him an ultimatum. She's like, you have to choose me or the title. And of course he folds, and he's like, uh, no, no, it's just, it's just it's just us. End of the first segment. Right right after Drake's like, no, it's just you and me. Like uh, they're hugging, and our truth just pops in with the title. <laughs> and Drake's like keeping his wife so she he can't see and just like shaking his head at our truth well, getting get a little comedy going so our truth's kind of teasing the situation you know yeah then later on we see him as they're leaving and uh the convoy runs by and then uh Drake's like go go get your things I'll be waiting right here so Drake's apparently alone, and then you just see our truth sneak out from behind the corner from hiding. He's like, oh. He's all tired out and shit. And he's like, I'm glad I can trust you, man. Or something like that. And then uh, he starts walking away. And uh, Drake rolls him up, gets the three count. He has the title. His wife pops back in. And he's happy as a lark, and she's somehow cool with it, and they just run off. So she changed her mind. She was cool with it now? Yeah, they just didn't address it. Huh. So did R-Truth get it back on SmackDown? Not that I saw. So Drake's the champion? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. There's one there's another 24-7 spot, but like I said, I didn't write notes down for it. I don't know, they they did the Hulu bogus. Usually they'll do a little bit of that, but they gave us no 24-7 title. Did we get any uh, backstage puppets or any Firefly? My buddy said that um, Mercy the Buzzard made an appearance. Uh, He's coming after Miz. I, I would confirm this. That's the only appearance I heard of. Okay. Um, I think that was all the t- the big ones for me besides the main event there. We had a uh, Taker appearance. D-Mac called out Taker and Taker came out. Oh, yeah. And it was a pretty good promo. Yeah. He had lightning on the turnbuckles and everything. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty good promo. It was a little long. <laughs> well, old guys always go long. 
the uh, the market crowd. Uh, I was trying to figure out for like uh, hours after this who they who they were quoting, but uh, they quoted Jericho right at the tag of Taker's promo. Because Taker's like, "You will never," and he pauses and then says, "Rest in peace." But when he paused, it was like, "You will never," and the crowd's like, "Ever." <laughs> Where were they at? Do you remember? Uh, Raw there in Dallas. Oh, okay. It was a Texas week, Eric. It was Texas? Yep, Texas. Oh, God bless Texas. Um, Moment of Bliss with Nikki Cross. That was on, that was on Raw? Not where Nikki... Was the head honcho? Oh Mr. yeah. Alexa interviewing Nikki. Yeah, we just got <clears throat> for story arc reasons. This got interrupted by Carmella talking shit, and so Carmella challenges Bliss and beats Bliss immediately, and then Carmella and Cross have a match after commercial break, of course. Thank you, Vince. <laughs> And uh, Cross ends up winning this, so the story is, this just adds the story that Nikki deserves a title shot and is instead giving it away to Alexa Bliss, because she beat Carmella where Bliss couldn't, she beat Bailey where Bliss couldn't. Okay. You, get, you, you catch my drift? Yeah, I'm, oh yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, this is an act of raw, dude. Heyman definitely put his fucking thumbprint on it. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, like three four, three story arcs throughout the night. And yeah, they're, they're doing better work storyline wise. Yeah, which is which is all I've ever wanted, Jeff. Is good. To Becky and Seth. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll get maybe they'll phase that out after this pay per view. Who knows? Maybe Heyman doesn't dig it. I hope they will. I think it's just a filler till SummerSlam. Probably. Uh, they have the AJ versus Ricochet for the U.S. title for the main event. Another really good match. Uh, AJ wins at first, but Ricochet's boot was under the rope. So they just pretty much ran that back, right? Yeah, that was just an excuse for a commercial. Yep. It's... God damn it. Like, that's why I don't like, that's why I'm pissed off already, like. Yeah, because you're you know, noticing five it. five minutes into the match, you know. Yeah, and then and then two out of three falls matches don't ever really make sense because why are guys that normally it takes twenty minutes to beat why are we beating them in three? Yeah, doesn't you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, cable best two out of three falls never makes sense. If you have one with like The Rock and Triple H in the main event of a pay per view and it takes an hour, then yeah, I'm down for it. But not in this case, no. It's it's all assy. Um, I think Vince Vince, I'm I'm talking to you. Get off your high horse and either make shorter matches or be cool with commercials during matches. Yeah, why is this the one thing that he thinks needs fixed? Like we're fine with it. You know what I mean? You got bigger fish to fry. Exactly. Bigger fish to fry, like an update from uh, Barkville, Illinois. Eric, why don't you give us an update, huh? Hell yeah. Um, well, first, uh, AJ ends, or er, 
yeah. Ricochet Ricochet ends up winning. AJ uh, congrats him with a handshake. But then, what do you know? The good brothers are out there. AJ and the good brothers kind of giving each other devilish grins. And AJ sucker punches Ricochet. And then the good brothers and AJ demolish uh, Ricochet. And we have exactly what you were thinking. The heel AJ with the good brothers. Hell yeah. Which is good. Yeah. So I agree. I I agree. This Raw had a lot of good stories and I I thought I was cool with all of it. Except except the old cutesy boyfriend-girlfriend, Jim and Pam. Yeah. Jim and man. Jim and man. (laughs) That's a good. We're going to keep that one for sure. Jim and man. (laughs) So yeah, Bartonville. Let me tell you about Bartonville, Jeff. Um... Local wrestling, Bartonville, Illinois, just a just a stone's throw from Peoria, Illinois. If you know anybody out there is not familiar with the area, um, Brooks Auction House. This is Midwest Impact Pro, and uh, it was. Let me tell you, Jeff, it was hot in there. Oh, was it? I mean, the kind of the kind of heat. Where your underwear just crawls all the way up your ass and damn near disappears. Oh, no. No air conditioning, no movement of air. It was in like a welding, it was in like a shop. Oh, no. Like, I know you don't work in that field, but anytime you go to a shop, there's no fucking AC. And, uh, the smell in there, Jeff. Okay? The smell to, uh... To quote good old JR, it was the kind of smell that could bring a tear to a glass eye. <laughs> it was terrible. That's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know the wrestling crowd. Yeah. I mean, some of these folks aren't big showers. I don't I don't suppose. But um it was a it was a good show. Uh Talked to a friend of the show, Sensei Bach, got a got a nice shirt uh, designed by other friend of the show, Lucha Liebherr, and um, I got the last one, Jeff, so I got a discounted one. Ooh. So that was sweet. Uh, so probably the coolest thing was Sensei Bach versus Tracy Smothers. It was the opening match. And uh, I just had no idea. I was like, this guy, like, he, he has to have an amazing history. <laughs> so I look, Tracy Smothers I'm talking about. So I look him up, and sure enough, he's worked He's worked in the bigs. You know, he's done WCW, uh, lots of time in Mid-South, I believe, and then WWF, doing some jobs for, like, Austin and Triple H and... Other stuff. So I look him up on the network. He looks totally different. Like I see him, you know, 30 years ago. Like I can't even recognize him. I think yeah. he was, I think he was pistol. Do you remember the name on that clip I showed? Pistol something. Pistol something Tracy. It was still Tracy. Um, pistol hand Tracy or something. I don't know. But anyway, it was just so cool. Like, after I found all that out, they're like, we got to see that dude. Yeah. Super cool. And you could tell there was there was a lot of respect there. There was another wrestler, 
like carrying his bags out to his car for him. Oh, really? Yeah, like, it was a pretty cool little scene. Uh, so that's that's my highlight from the Bartonville show. It was a good show. Uh, Andy's neighbor when we when we were growing up in that neighborhood. I don't know if you ever met him, but he was the ring announcer. <laughs> um, not quite Jr. Huh? No, he was not quite Jr. Uh, he he botched a uh, ten minute count, a ten minute time limit match. It just drove me up the wall. I about my head about exploded. I could tell the story real quick. Let's hear it. So they were going for the classic timed match finish, where the good guy is gonna have the bad guy beat. Or no, I'm sorry. I don't know which way it was, but anyway, the one guy's got the other guy beat. You know, he's got him rolled up. The ref's down on the ground. One, two, and then right before three, time expires. Match is a draw, right? Yeah, that's how it's supposed to go. Okay. So this guy is on the mic in the middle of eating a pork chop sandwich. He's eating a pork chop sandwich? That sounds delicious. <laughs> oh, we got pork chop sandwiches and, and uh, Polish sausages. Oh, nice. They were good. They were super That'll good. Help. That'll help. Um, and it was a really nice night. Don't ask me why they didn't put the ring outside, because that would have been sick. <laughs> but uh, anyway... He's eating his pork chop sandwich, and he's we don't have clocks, you know. There's no visual aid like there is in the big leagues, so he's he's calling out sixty seconds, fifty seconds, forty seconds, all the way down to five. And when he gets to five, he's literally looking at a stopwatch instead of watching the ref, which is going to cause a problem. So he says five seconds, and then the ref gets down. You know, maybe the ref dropped a little early. I don't know. He he doesn't have a fucking stopwatch in front of him. The ref right. the ref drops down. One, two, and that's time. Oh, so God. instead of watching the ref and calling the match right before the three count, the ref had to hold the two for like two extra seconds. Which I know, like little, little pump fake, huh? Yeah, which I know I'm sound like a complete loser. But, like, and I know it's not the big deal, and it's just <laughs> independent wrestling, but, like, if I'm that guy, I know at least to watch the ref and not my stopwatch. Because it's wrestling. We're telling a story here. We're painting a picture. Well. It doesn't matter if it's a legit five seconds. You give it a wrestling five. Eric, I just thought of this, but if you live in that Cape Babe lifestyle... You're a kid, and you're like looking back and forth between the ref and the uh, announcer, and the announcer's not looking at a clock; he's just counting down. Like, you gotta like have, wait a second. You gotta have one eye on the stopwatch and one eye on the ref. So, like, bring the stopwatch up to the ref. Yeah, right, like this. You got it right in front of your eye. Now, uh, I gotcha. that's a pro pro thought pro tip, Jeff, because I might not have thought of that. Great tip. Put the stopwatch right in front of your face so you can see both. Yeah. So, again, that's ridiculous to critique a guy who's doing in-ring for an indie show because he's just there for... He's just helping out, you know? Yeah. You know, he's not getting paid the big bucks. So I'm not I'm not trying to be that guy. <clears throat> no. But... We're, we're not the type of person who walk into a McDonald's and fucking... Tell someone their shit. 
You mean when you freak out because they didn't take the pickles off? Yeah. Yeah, not my style. But, But anyway, Tracy Smothers, that was the cool part of the night. And we didn't even know, I didn't even know what I was watching. You know what I mean? Like, Seriously. That's what was cool is to look back and like, oh, I got to see that dude. Like in his, you know, I might never ever get to see that dude again. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I mean that could this could be his one of his last runs, you know. Pretty, yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, and real quick side note: Did you know that uh, if WWE is streaming an Evolve event? A uh, what event? <laughs> so like, Evolve is a wrestling promotion. And they, oh, is it? Yeah, and they do work like they, they have a partnership with WWE in some kind of existence. I have no idea how. Okay. But anyway, um, they're running like an anniversary show, and WWE is going to stream it on the network. And the reason what? I meant, go ahead. How how small is Evolve? I mean, pretty small. Well, not super small, but not super big, you know? Okay. Just curious. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say super big, but it's Florida stuff. But anyway, the only reason I mention it is because you might want to check it out because Stephen Wolf is like a Peoria um, indie guy. Like, I'm pretty sure he's a Peoria native. And uh, he's going to be on the show. Is that his name, Stephen Wolf? Yeah, I think that's what he teased on his Instagram page that he's going to be on the show. Oh, okay. And it's going to be on the network, so that's a pretty big deal for Peoria. Yeah. Uh, when, when is that? Um, he said in two weeks, and that was yesterday. So, a couple weeks from now, I'll keep you updated, and we'll figure it out, and maybe we can watch that or something. Should be cool. A lot of the, I think. The deal with WWE is a lot of their, a lot of Evolve alumni has gone on to WWE. So, like, I'm pretty sure Matt Riddle's going to be on the card. You know, people that worked there before WWE, basically. Wait, Matt Riddle. The bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, sorry. Kicking his flip-flops around. Yeah, barefoot bro. Yeah. So, that should be cool. I just wanted to get that out there. Everybody check that out. I'm pretty sure a hometown bro is going to be on there. Nice, dude. Um, so, let's uh, hop into SmackDown really quick, shall we? Yeah, you're going to have to give us a quick one on this. I'm running out of time here. But, right. anything you like from this one? Uh, so, basically we get a... Um, KO show where KO is kind of hot and kind of pulling a face roll. I'm not really sure what he's up to. Uh, we have KO show to start off tonight with uh, Shane and D-Mac and KO's a little testy. He's, he's quite he's giving Shane and D-Mac some hard questions. It gets a little testy in there, and then Dolph comes out and interrupts, and KO goes off on Dolph like, "We know it should have been you." Like even before Dolph can utter a word. It's like, just shut up and get over it. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a great promo. Like, it's it's face KO. It's it's very strange. Because we just saw he heal KO, so. Maybe Bischoff's making a change. 
Yeah, I guess he could be. Yeah, we'll see That's where he's point. at. I didn't even think about that. Either way, KO is a national treasure for, yeah, for Canada. I, I mean, I didn't get a strong uh, change vibe from SmackDown as I did from Raw this week. No. Because Raw came heavy. Yeah, I didn't either, but they did have the Kofi Kingston middle finger moment, which was odd. Yeah. Not odd as in bad, but odd as in different. Like, you could tell that was something different. Yeah. We'll get we'll get to that. But, um, just to finish this off, uh, uh, Dolphin KO were basically going back and forth with each other. Shade and D-Bag just look odd. And, uh, basically saying, you, you lost the title, you had your shot, you lost the title. It looked like they were trying to set up a number one contenders match, and basically, at, like, this is where we got the nod that Shane's still in charge, and Kevin's like, Shane, we have management right here. Shane, can you make us a match? And Shane's like, oh, I'll do you one better. And he didn't do him one better, he just made a confusing mess out of him and pooped on the floor. <laughs> he pooped on the rug? He pooped on the rug. Because Shane's like, you will be in a match tonight with each each other as a tag team. And you will face heavy machinery. And the winner of that will be inserted into the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match at Extreme Rules and make it a triple threat. Except no one in SmackDown made it that easy and like simple, simply worded, you know? Yeah. Like, they'll be added to the triple threat. Like, wait, so it's a fatal four-way? I'm confused. Yeah. But that that's the long and short of it, basically. Okay. Um, we had a Big E versus uh, Brian match. Uh, that was pretty good, but uh, Rowan got involved and uh, Brian got a win out of that. Yep, I saw that. How did he finish him? I missed it. Was it the was it the knee? How did Brian finish him? Yeah. Yeah, it was the knee after an interference and shit. Okay. Like Rowan did the dirty work. Gotcha. After that, we had a, a moment of uh, a moment of cross, a moment of bliss where Alexa Bliss gave the controls over to uh, Nikki Cross. What you think of this? Uh, I thought it was okay. I wish, like, it was okay. I didn't understand why Bailey and her were so, like, you know, like, didn't Nikki just beat Bailey, right? The week before. Yeah, yeah last week. Okay. See, I I thought it was okay. I think she ran, she revved up the accent on purpose. Oh, it was super revved up. But okay. And then uh, this basically leads to a Bailey versus Nikki match. I'm not really sure how because it wasn't that contentious; it's mildly contentious. Yeah. And Bailey beats Nikki here. Yeah. See, that's what I meant. I thought it should have been more. You know, I mean, Nikki just beat the champ. Like you figured Bailey'd be pissed. Well, Bailey just asked her the question to her face. You know why? She was furthering the story, like you. You're the one who's done all the dirty work. Why is Alexa getting the title shot? And Nikki just diverted. Yep. But uh, next was the Kofi Joe face to face, which was good. And like you said, it had the middle finger. This wound up with a middle finger. Yep. 
which was hilarious. But I mean, we we just had this conversation, but apparently during the first like the live air and maybe what did you ever watch it live or you saw it on Hulu? I mean, I, I recorded, so I'm getting the live version, but I don't watch it. Okay, live. That makes sense because Jeff's version had an actual finger, and they did the same thing. They covered up the finger with Jeff with Joe's fat head. And then uh, he kind of slides out of the way, and you get a finger shot. Yeah. And on the Hulu cut, you never get the finger. So the first time, I just completely had no idea. Like, Kofi has this shit-eating grin, and the crowd's, like, reacting to something, and I have no idea what's going on. And Joe's, like, fuming, like, (laughs) like a crazy pit bull. I'm like, what is going on? And then, like, Corey filled us in. But yeah, anyway, on the Hulu cut, they totally, they they censor the finger. I get no finger. That's so strange. Yeah, so I thought it was, <laughs> I just thought it was kind of lame, but I'm glad to hear that originally it had finger. Yeah, that, that, that's got to be Hulu censoring it, not WWE, you would think. Yeah. That's so, the one edginess that Bischoff brought to the table, I thought. Well, I thought there was another one, um, when... So we get an update from Lashley about the uh, the melee at the electronics room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Lashley gives us an update, and he, he calls him a... Is he just calling Strowman a bitch or a son of a bitch? I think it was a son of a bitch. Was it, was it a son of a bitch? Yeah. A little lost in him? Yeah, so... That's another one I thought got a little a little dicier. Nice. No, that yeah, that that promo, even though delivered by Lashley, got me revved up for the feud even more. Like I want to see these meat castles go at it again. Yeah, that's a good point. Because normally it's a good point that you say that. Because normally we would not care about this. No, when we were doing our wrestling two weeks ago. I give a shit less. Yeah, so it's working. The storyline is working. Yep. Uh, before the main event, you had two real quick matches. Uh, one was, uh, well, not real quick. Albus versus Cruz is actually a pretty decent match. And then you had uh, Ember Moon versus Mandy Rose, and Ember Moon won that one. Nice. Was there any more weird stuff between Mandy and uh, Sonya? I wasn't really paying attention to this match. I just saw the ending. Okay. Um, before you get to main event, Ali had another one of his like video package promos. Oh yeah, he did. And I thought it was really good. He said re- he said good ones in the past. The one from last week was really bad. Uh, <laughs> not not really his fault. It just the production looked really amateur. Yeah. But then they they hit the stride again this week for sure. But he's, no, he he was saying he's coming for the title. So, I hope he is. The main title? Yeah. Because the Intercontinental title's nowhere to be seen right now. It's on vacation. Yeah. Yeah, Finn's been... I don't know what he's been doing. But, um, yeah, he was talking main title, which is cool. If this Joe... If Joe and Kofi's just a temporary thing, I could, I could be down with Ali and Kofi. Oh, yeah. Um... And Joe, Joe's a classic, you know, you need someone for a pay-per-view before the big pay-per-view, here's a fill-in guy. 
Yeah. It's Baron Corbin, but yep. like more legitimate. Yeah. So the main event, Heavy Machinery versus KO and Dolph. Dolph, you want a hot dog before this match, buddy? Let me see. Let me ask him. Dolph, hot dog? Hold on. He was... Oh, God. What is going on? Oh, it's Ricochet. We got Ricochet now. Ricochet came in hot. Yeah, he wants a dog. All right, Dolph. Dog for you? No, no hot dogs. Sure? No, no hot dogs. No hot All right, dogs. All right, Dolph, we get it, dude. No hot dogs. Christ. So tell us so, about this main event. It, this is a good one. Everyone's putting on a show. Dolph's kind of the odd man out, but Heavy Machinery's doing their thing, getting the push. They end up winning with the compactor, which I can't couldn't tell you what it is. You you might remember it. Yeah. Oh, which one holds them? It's a very confusing move. <laughs> Otis holds them normally, I think. Yeah, Otis holds the opponent, and then uh, Tucky comes off the ropes, jumps on Otis's back. They both smash the guy, you know. Two, yes, double two, smash. Two beefcakes on the guy. Uh, after the big smash, Otis rolls out. You know, in one fluent motion, Otis rolls out, and Tucky lands on him for the for the one, two, three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's how they got this one. I can't remember. I think it was on Dolph. I don't remember either, but this this was a... Uh, it's cool to see them in the main event picture, even though they're a tag team. I mean, they're not... You know what I mean, though. To, to main event a SmackDown for the boys, the blue-collar boys, I like it. Yeah. I mean, you knew this was just their alley into the, into the tag picture. Yeah. Like, Kale and Dolph aren't going to fucking team up. No. Dolph doesn't like his dog, so. Nope. Um, so, immediately afterwards, uh, Dolph goes for a shove. And Kale just, he, he snaps, he's, he's angry, and he, he gives you a kick. Boom, stutter. Nice. And that's basically it of it. Kale's just hot and bothered saying this is my show <laughs> so I think that's kind of setting up maybe a number one contendership match Did he that's what I'm hoping for at least did he drop an F-bomb in that this is my show I think he did at first I got bleeped yeah I think it was intentional I think that's the third uh, I saw the internet buzzing about that so Bischoff did bring another little nugget for us this is my fucking show Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> So, I think overall, it's a pretty good week of wrestling. I mean, especially for a holiday week. Normally, under Vince's control, this would be a mail-it-in, maybe a picnic scene or two. Yeah. <laughs> Some, yeah a, uh, a, a cookout scene. Yeah. But Heyman and Bischoff, first week on the job, they came heavy. I like it. I'm going to give them a round of applause. Thank you, gentlemen. So, I think that about does it, Jeff. You got anything else? Uh, my, my, my Bulls update's not prepared this week, so I'm going to have to tease it for next week. Oh, next week. on but the Boom free agency is running wild in the NBA, so... Yep. Well, it might be good to wait one more week, because it's... Yeah, we'll give you a full update next week, for sure. 
Okay. You, you heard it, folks. Your 30-second Bulls update is coming next week. Um, everybody have a good 4th of July. Dolph, can I get you a hot dog? No, no hot dogs. God damn it, he still knows one of any of our hot dogs, Jeff. <laughs> Boom, DDT, dogs. We got dogs. Have a happy 4th. Night, night. Night, night. But now I don't understand. Start calling it. No, I don't. No, I don't Good. I said, okay. <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes.